white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Season 6, Episode 25 of Echoes of Glory. I'm Jack. I'm us. ASD is hopefully joining us shortly. Um, well, don't say that in case he doesn't. Well, then everyone will just know that he is a letdown. Yeah, true. He doesn't turn up, fair, so fair. I think that's fair enough. Um, right, opening question. Oh, straight in. Straight in, opening we're question. Not, we're not talking about doing this on a Friday? So it's a Friday morning. Obviously, we normally record this on a Monday or a Tuesday evening. Um, but due to other commitments... We've had to push it back this week. We were going to do Wednesday lunchtime and client meetings and that got in the way, so we haven't fully been able to do it. But we're here, 8am Friday morning. Good showing. Good showing, exactly. Putting the work in for it. Um, so the first question, which did go out to everybody towards the start of the week, is if Spurs folded, what would you do? Would you go and support another team? Would you give up football together? Would you replace it with another sport? But Abbas? Uh, Spurs, Spurs no longer exist as of as of this morning. Spurs have folded. The club doesn't uh, exist. What are you going to do? I'd I would follow football because as much of, as much as I am a fan of Spurs, I'm also a fan of football. Um, so I'd I'd follow football, but I wouldn't follow a team. I wouldn't be able to. Um, might choose someone like Haringey, um, just because obviously I live in Tottenham, um, or Barnet if I. Was Support a local team, something yeah. like that. I think um, I would do the same, to be honest. My, I think the nearest team to me is actually Leighton Orient, so I'd probably drop down to League Two. Nice. Start in the lower leagues, work my way back up again. Um, they're probably going to be non-league though by the end of this season. Um, like I said, we put this out to our pod family, our listeners. Stato came back almost instantly with a response, <laughs> um, saying that he would actually go and support Nottingham Forest. So Nottingham Forest has always been his second team. Uh, it's a cluff thing. They're not a rival and they used to play the right way, which as a Spurs fan is important. So sticking to the Spurs philosophy there of uh, the game is about glory. Um, so that was a nice one from Stato. Um, Whiskey Victor on Reddit uh, wrote in and said he'd give up football. <laughs> <laughs> so he tried to like Dortmund for a while as a pick-me-up for when Spurs were doing poorly. It didn't work. <laughs> so that's great. Um, Kev Reid on, uh, on Reddit as well. I'd still follow the Prem, but I wouldn't have a team. It just root against Arsenal, which I think is, which is uh, that's fair amazing. enough. Yeah, that's amazing. You probably enjoy football quite a lot doing that. Um, Thirteen wings again on Reddit. Easy start a new club called Tottenham Potchfair. Nice. Which I thought yeah, I like that. Nice, really yeah. enjoyed reading that one. That was good. Um, Mauricio Pochettino on Reddit um, <laughs> said, "Honestly, if we went completely under and there's no chance we'd ever come back, I'd go and light the Emirates on fire." Which is that. I mean, I'm putting that response from Mopo up there as the best, best response we've ever had to any question. <laughs> I'd burn down the Emirates. That's amazing. Um, uh, D Holder one as well on Reddit said, find a new team, probably drop down to the non-league. I think that's what most people would do because yeah. you're not going to have the same love for it, are you? I mean, it's just not the same. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Holiday Dan, Dan Hearn um, so I'm not sure I'd be able to follow any other team with the same passion I have for Spurs uh, a major factor of my support is based around nostalgia, family and the relationships I've forged through mutual understanding and passion for the club uh, I would still watch plenty of football without Spurs but it would be as a neutral it just, yeah. I think a lot of people are saying this they, you, that's I don't actually a very solid answer anyone, which is quite surprising for someone of Dan's <laughs> 
fans have level. Seen, have you seen a picture he put up with like 29 degrees at 8 o'clock in the morning? No, I haven't seen makes, that. Makes me sick. <laughs> makes me sick. Absolutely. That'd be well sick. though, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Fander as well uh, wrote in saying, I grew up near Carlisle, so we'll just follow them more than I do now. Um, Javad host of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast obviously he was on a couple of weeks ago great to, great to see him um, he, he just said if Spurs folded doesn't bear thinking about <laughs> I think he was genuinely troubled by that <laughs> yeah. as a question I dare you ask yeah I can imagine him be at, being at home or being at work and genuinely that, that question stressing him out for most of the day um, and Carl Woodbridge a uh, friend of the show um, said he'd build a new club FC Hotspur of Tottenham um, which nice. is great he goes to Stockport County a lot of his father-in-law and it's nowhere near the same <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also Mark Walsh who said he's been keeping an eye on Wickham after the FA Cup game but he couldn't follow any other team with the same passion as Spurs he was once asked by a female if he loved them more than Spurs which she replied to uh the relationship didn't last long after that (laughs) (laughs) that's good Um, so great answers thanks for everybody for contributing Um, and I also had an idea if you are a listener and you write in a lot um, which a lot of the people that we've just mentioned do and you actually like want to be on the podcast write in and let us know because we can if you do a recording of yourself talking about something we can we can drop that in so if you actually want your voice to be heard on the podcast let us know I think that would be quite a cool feature that would be quite good where at the start we can be like this is the opening question and then I can just play all of your guys responses I yeah. think that would be quite nice so if anybody's up for that and fancies doing that um, saves people from listening to us for 45 minutes always good Always a bonus. Um, so if anyone fancies doing that, like I said, let us know on the Facebook page, email us, get us on, on Twitter or Reddit. Uh, we're all over social media. So let us know if you fancy doing that because I think that'd be quite a nice feature. Um, we've got a couple of games to review. Sunderland, the first one, oh, um, which, I mean, nil-nil. Before the game, if you'd have said to me that would be a nil-nil, I'd have been disappointed at the bottom of the league at the time. But bearing in mind all the other results that went on, <laughs> we did gain a point that night. Gained a point, but it was two dropped. I um, think that's a fair summary, right? No one would have really... I don't think anybody would have took a point going into that game. No. And I still wouldn't have taken a point at the end of the day just because... I mean, some of the fighting, obviously, and obviously um, Defoe's in great form and he bagged a couple, couple over the weekend against uh, Palace. But, yeah, you, you, those are the games you need to win. We could have brought it down to what? Seven points. Mm. I mean, and not only would it have been seven points to Chelsea, which to me isn't a big deal because we're not going to win the league, but it would have opened up an extra couple of points over Arsenal. Do we have, how many points are we having at the moment? Three? Three, I think. Could have been five. That's two games. Mm. And with our goal difference, it would have been six points, in effect. I think that's a fair um, point. Um, Arsenal have lost as many games in, in a week as we have all season in the league. So yeah, I know. That's, but that's a nice stat. I mean, it's a nice stat, but... In all fairness, it doesn't mean shit. Like, Brilliant. Brilliant. What a summary. But, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it's, it's all well and good gloating about Arsenal losing to Watford at home and to Chelsea away. We lost to Chelsea away. We've still got Watford to come. Um, <laughs> um, and to be fair, like, I'm, it's just all about the final league table. And at the moment, we look at it game by game. We've got a tough game. It can all change. We've got Liverpool... They've got a hole. They win, we lose, level points again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of them games, though, isn't it, where a team just gets 11 men behind the ball, has yeah. absolutely no interest in attacking. Um, Jack Woodwell's tackle as well. What do we think about it? Because uh, it was 
social media went a bit mad for it and was saying it was a blatant red, blah blah. I'm I don't think it was. I think it was a. I think it was a dark yellow. Yeah, it's one of those where, but I've seen players get sent off for less. Yeah, I mean, in my book, that's not a that's not a red card. It's a yellow, and it's a um, like an orange, a stern, a stern turn off from the referee. It's one of them, right? He's taking him out. It's a bit dirty. It's he, one. It's one of them things. He didn't. He, he didn't. He made no effort for the ball. He was knee-ish high. Does it not constitute a red? I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I. I saw everything on social media and how it was a blatant red and all mm. this, but having seen it two or three times, I'm with you on it on the fact that it's probably not a red, but it's like an orange. Yeah. If there was an orange card, he'd get it. Yeah, and also if if you were a Sunderland fan and he got sent off for that, you'd have been going absolutely mental about it. Like you, you would just imagine if Dembele had done that and he'd have been sent off. We'd, we'd be like, what? It's never a red. So I think on the balance, the ref got it right. We didn't seem to create much in the game. We didn't. Um, we had two chances, which I can actually remember. I mean, yeah. when Yama had a header late on, which went just over, when he probably should have done better. But I can't. apart from that, I can't really think of us testing the goalkeeper. No, it, it was just one of them poor Premier League games where it was pretty scrappy neither team could really carve much out and Sun- it, was a, I mean, it was a really good result it's a great, for it's a great point for Sunderland you can't have a go at them for approaching a game like that they're bottom of the league playing a team that were in third at the time you can't really have a go at them for sitting back but the way I see it we got a point wasn't a brilliant result but that point took us to second and if before the round of fixtures started you'd have said to me we'll go second after tonight I'd have been happy with that so I think it's take the draw take the point move on the only one worry was obviously Danny Rose's injury um, so I'm not really sure what's going on with that there's no think, time frame I think I read something this morning um, about that saying that it's not as bad as first feared so he might miss a few well, more games there's always I mean I what I, what really annoys me is the fact there's a lack of clarity everything is oh it's not as bad as it first feared oh we, we're not going to put a time frame on how long he's going to be out for like surely you'd, you'd, you'd want to know people might like the people who are assessing him and Poch must have an idea on oh actually it's three weeks or it'll probably be four weeks before he can start training again mm. but there's I, none of that it's a bit different Poch seems to he doesn't put a time frame on, his, on injuries yeah, they does don't, he they don't like being like oh he's going to be out for three months they don't like doing it they sort of say oh between this and this and it's normally pretty vague but I don't mind that because I mean I guess if Rose's injury's bad and he's out for the season and they come out and go yep he's out for the season we're all going to be like oh like, we're going to be so deflated so I don't necessarily mind it um, we've got Ben Davis who in my opinion is an excellent left back completely different type of player to Rose um, yep. we've talked about this before he doesn't have the blistering pace and the attacking aggression that Rose brings but he's just solid at the back. He's he, solid. He gives nothing away. He never gets caught out. He gives it easy. And I don't mind that at all. I've got no problem with that. Any any he's, team that has Danny Rose starting as left back in the world, really, and you take him out, you're going to miss him. Because yep. that going forward, that aggression that he brings. He's, is, yeah. Danny, uh, sorry, Ben Davis is a simple player. Yeah. Like, no nonsense. He's an excellent backup left back. Because he can come in for a game, nothing stupid, gives it easy. Yeah. And no one will talk about his performances. But Stato did. Well, I was gonna come on to this because there was he was getting a lot of stick. We'll move on to Middlesbrough now, um, which obviously we won one nil at home. There, he was getting a lot of stick about his performance and 
I thought he played very well. He was tidy on the ball. Um, he was up against Traore, who was actually a pretty tasty winger. Um, he's rapid tasty. as well. Tasty, he was. Um, <laughs> he's a uh, no. He was as quick as anyone I've seen. He was at one point. He left Walker for dead. So I mean, <laughs> you've got to be pretty quick to do that. But he's an animal, isn't he? Here we go. Tasty animal. <laughs> um, but I thought Davis was great. Like, again, he, he just. I didn't quite understand the social media and in the ground there was a bit of negativity about him so I wasn't quite sure what, what do you think about it? Um, well I mean I think the biggest compliment you can play a player is if you just don't notice them like you said this especially before. as a fullback. and yeah he, he came in obviously like you said you're going to miss someone off Danny Rose's calibre because he'll carry on bombing forward and he's got pace and he's athletic um, but I didn't see a problem with Ben Davis at all it's just he came in, he did a job, we won the game. I just don't, I just don't see what the problem is. Yeah, I agree. And um, also for anybody that wasn't aware of it, the Middlesbrough game was also the 10th anniversary of the Spurs Foundation, yeah. um, which was excellent. So actually we, we met up before the game because uh, Abbas was in the North Low with me. Um, and there was quite a lot of people going wearing sort of T-shirts that had 10 years of the foundation. They were giving out a lot of free cupcakes. I had about half a dozen of them. Oh, I missed that. Which were great. So that you get got in early? Um, yeah, yeah, always. <laughs> Um, but it was really, really good. There was a nice feature sort of before the game started on the big screen about all the great work that Spurs does in the community. And I think this kind of stuff normally goes under the radar, but there's some great, great content on the Spurs website, on the Spurs Twitter page about all the all the stuff that we're doing within the community. Um, Ledley King is, do you know what I mean, really, really involved with that. He was on, he came on the pitch at half time, didn't he? Yep. Did a did a little interview about what he's getting up to, what the foundation's doing, the aims for this year and all that. So it was really, really good to see. Um, and then another example of like the great club that we support, like it's not just 90 minutes on a Saturday or on a Sunday, like they're contributing so much to the community. Um, and I just thought it was a really nice touch, all the players coming out with the, the 10, 10 year anniversary shirts on uh, in the warm up and that. Um, so if you if you weren't aware of that, there's loads of content on, like I said, on the club website, so do go on and have a read. Um, the game itself, Middlesbrough, uh, 1-0, came penalty, which I called at half-time. You'll back me up on that. Yeah. Me and Abbas met up half-time and I was like, this is 1-0 penalty all over it, which it was. <laughs> Should have had a bet on it. Um, what do we think about the game? Because in my opinion, Middlesbrough are the worst team I've seen this season. They just, until about the 85th minute, showed absolutely Even nothing. worse than Swansea? Even worse than Swansea. At least Swansea tried to... They just had absolutely no interest, Middlesbrough, in any kind of attacking at all, and um, which I thought was strange because it's it's unlikely that if you're a team scrapping to stay up, you're going to go to a top team and draw nil nil. It doesn't happen. It doesn't. It rarely happens. You need to score a goal really to get something yeah. out of the game. And I think if you approach it like a lot of the teams do, where they they sit back or no issue with teams doing that, but you have to have something. If you just sit back and say to Spurs, come and attack me for an hour and a half. We're probably going to carve out a few chances, and which we, we did. We did. We created chances, and I mean, all good teams win ugly, and we that wasn't our best performance by a long shot. But even at half time, I said at half time, if you haven't scored in the first half, right, 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 right off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right the game off, <laughs> um, and you know it was. We had to be patient. We, you know, we we carved chances out and. We got the win. We won ugly, and some, sometimes you got. We can't win every game four 0 five 0 and, and smash teams to pieces. It just doesn't always happen. And you know, we won one 0 take the three points. It wasn't our best performance. Move on. We got Liverpool, 
on the weekend. I want to bring up ASD at this point and his the fact that he's still not arrived or well that too <laughs> <laughs> and his talking of son so um this is an interesting so we have a we have a Echoes of Glory WhatsApp group so you can imagine when the games are on phones going absolutely mad with everyone just going crazy about what's going on and son is a really really interesting talking point at the minute because in my opinion, he's a starter. I think I he's playing really see. well at the moment, but ASD has a different view that it's he's only good basically coming off the bench when the opposition are knackered because see, he's nippy. I'm with him on that sense, but he had a few other he said a few other things which obviously were a bit too far back to go in the conversation. Yeah. But some of his criticism, I thought, was a bit unfair. Yeah, I I honestly think he's playing really well. So I get. That he can be frustrating, uh, completely get that. But I think his performances the last sort of three or four games have been really, really good. I mean, the Wickham game he was superb, and I thought he was great against Borough. Um, and he, he makes things happen. Like he always seems to either score or get an assist or get brought down for a penalty. So he seems to actually be making an impact in games, which is what you want from your attackers. So, so I just I just scrolled back through the through the WhatsApp group, and I'm now quoting ASD. <laughs> Exact move to win penalty by Son that, that he did be West Ham. I'd sell Son in a heartbeat 10 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> High value to the right team. Very poor decision maker. Um, he's a new Aaron Lennon, four minutes later. Charming athleticism, decision making capabilities of a sloth. The sloth being the worst decision maker in nature. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a brutal attack, isn't it? But we have to bear in mind that he has got the little at home, so he's going to be extremely tired. So maybe he's just snapping, <laughs> snapping at whatever, whatever's pushing his back. I mean, but what, I, I mean, does Sun start for you? If we have a fully at the moment, let's say we have a fully fit squad, absolutely everybody's available. Does Sun start? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> um, so I think. He's good against the lesser teams. That's a fair point. Um, but I don't think he's good enough to start against the Arsenal's, the Chelsea's, okay. the Liverpool's, the United City's. That's fair enough. Um, and I mean, I mean, obviously he had the game. He played. He started against City, and he was actually pretty bloody awesome. But oh. Like most of his goals have come away from home, when he's actually come on as a sub, apart from the two he scored against Borough when he started, um, and that's all down to the fact that you've he's coming up against tired defenses, and so I, I, I can see where it is he's coming from, but not to his extent. Like I can see why he would say that, but not like he's we wouldn't sell him. We can't sell him. No, and I think as well, like he's is he twenty four. He's, he's still he's still a young man, really. Um, I think he's having a good season. I think the main thing for me is when players that aren't necessarily guaranteed starters get a start or get on, they make something happen in the game. And I do think he does that. I think he brings a goal for it. He's naturally a two footed player. Like you don't, he he can hit it as well on his left as he can on his right. So um, oh. for me, he starts. Here he is. Oh, there he is. The man himself. We just spent a couple of minutes slagging like, you off, basically. Slagging you off. Say what? About your rant about Hyunmin's son. He, impact player. Sell <laughs> him. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. Have we talked about your thing about oh, hang on. Sigurdsson and Ericsson? Sigurdsson is better than Ericsson. I didn't say, I didn't, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can read it get, out. Get it, get it up. Didn't say that. I think I remember Abbas saying, is Ericsson genuinely an upgrade on Sigurdsson? I think I remember you asking. Which just is a question. Which is a, it's like just, just a, a question. Mad question. Um, ASD, Middlesbrough, what did you think? Quick summary. It was a game we would have lost uh, what, what, in previous years. I watched it. I was just going to say, what do you mean it's a game we would have lost? It's a game, in the AVB years we would have drawn it, in previous, in Harry years, if we had five of those games we would have won two and lost three of them, you know? Um, <laughs> this is a game now I expected to win, I reckon we would have scored even if the penalty didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think Middlesbrough, like if you have a look at the stats, like they didn't, was it Man United, um, they took a draw away at Man United and Chelsea and Arsenal and Liverpool or whoever it is. Um, it it was a good point. It was a good three points for us. I mean, it's 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 a game where, in podcasts like like this, where we talk about the the Stokes and the West Broms in like three or four years ago, they go they're the games that lose us titles. They're the games that lose us positions. It's a, it's a, it's a fantastic three points. It's as important as the Chelsea because it's the other end of the spectrum. But you yeah. know what you say about this games we would have lost. We always seem to down the years struggle against the teams that went down. Mm. You'd always look at the end yeah, of the yeah. season and be like, oh, those three teams got relegated. We lost to them all away and we drew it it's, home. It's why, it's why we would do better in the Champions League knockout rounds because they're better teams who should push out. We always do better against teams who play football, where it's teams who don't play football we always struggle against. This is, this is now when we lose 3 0 to Liverpool. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, Liverpool are the exception because we always seem to lose against them and they just, they just seem to have our number. It's mad how that happens. Like, you can have a completely different 11, but one team has, just has a thing against us, you know? Mm. Like, Everton always seems to be a draw or close to a draw. United will we struggle against Chelsea will we struggle against Arsenal I, t- I tend to think we always do quite well against definitely yeah. at home whereas Liverpool we always struggle against yeah. um, so there's some rumours that actually Jan's going to be back a lot quicker than first expected um, could be a matter of just weeks away what, ha- what happens when he comes back do you go back do you go to a back three do you drop Dar onto the bench and stick with a four Abbas what would, what would you do um, uh, I'd probably go back to the three Um yeah, I'd probably go back to three. It was, it's working, right? And obviously, the injury to Yan has forced the change of formation. Yeah. Um, so when he comes back, he he's naturally is 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 a starter. So he comes straight back in, and you revert back to what we were playing when he was playing. And would you, if Dan, let's say Danny Rose is out for a while, would you just go back to that back three and just play Ben Davis in the wing back position, or does does that? Does that have a big... Because for me, that has a big impact on whether or not we play the wing-back system. Because I think I like Ben Davis left-back in a four. But I don't necessarily think wing-back massively suits him. So do you think the same? Would you swap Vertonghen and Ben Davis? No. Play. I don't like this thing that Ben Davis is a centre back. He's not a centre back. He has played centre back, but in the same way Yutsubian is not a left back. He's just got a left foot yeah, and, and he's like athletic. In an emergency for a one-off game, you could play Ben Davis at a centre half, or you could play Vertonghen at left back. In an emergency. Um, all right, fair enough. Um, is the title race over? Yes. No, there's no chance whatsoever that anybody nope. can catch Chelsea nope. in your eyes. No, nope. none at all. No, I think we can we can improve and get more points from games, but I just can't see them losing points. Yeah, I'm losing that. Now they've got, they can just drop two points in every big big six game they've got, and then they just win the rest. Like mm-hmm. this happened when Liverpool almost won the league. Um, Leicester, they weren't in Europe, went out the cups early. This, it, I mean, they're obviously not out all the cups early, but um, I, I can't see them losing, and I can see them buying more players n- next year and doing even better next year as well. Mm. Um, FA Cup as well, which is not on the agenda, but we drew Fulham, 
Um, what do you think about that? I think that's quite a good draw. I applied for tickets but didn't get them, not enough loyalty points. You needed something like 350 loyalty points yes. to get them. So for the people who, well, as a season ticket holder, yeah, as a season so ticket it's holder. worth saying like loyalty points are, so for Category A games, so if you go to Arsenal, you get one loyalty point. If you go to, so Ghent is a big one. Five, Because it's five, yeah. and that, that's a really big, I remember there's lots of Europa League games which are just five points. Now people used to go buy tickets for the Europa League away games and not go because they used to get five loyalty points. Now you have to go to, your ticket has to be validated it's at the stadium. It's got to be activated, hasn't it, for yeah. you to get them. Um, so, if, if you, so season ticket holders naturally get loyalty points regularly, and you can increase that by going to away games, and then bronze members like me and you, Abby, um, just get, <laughs> get them. <laughs> Um, so I've got loads. I'm in like the top 0.5% yeah. in bronze members, but I've got no chance of getting Fulham away. And you've got no chance of I've Fulham away, no which is mental. So you have to be a home and away fan for every game to get tickets. Well, you know what worried me about that, the loyalty points? Because I didn't really know how many I had, but I'm so far off of really being able to get a decent London away game. Yeah. If we get to the Europa League final, what's the capacity of the stadium? Because there'll be a lot of... Where is it? I don't know yeah, where it is, but, but normally it's like... A 30, 35,000 it's not a, it's not it's a not Wembley massive. is it and the thirds are up to a half usually go to corporate as yeah. well so, so there'll be a lot of supporters that pretty much go every week this that is will struggle to get oh, tickets yeah. for a major final if we get there yeah this is why it's annoying we didn't get to the Champions League final it's in Cardiff in, in a <laughs> massive stadium <laughs> the greatest stadium in the UK um, yeah yeah um so Fulham, that'll be uh, that. That should be quite. When a nice did we last lose to Fulham? I can't. I, I feel like Craven got a good record of Craven Cottage, but I do remember one. I think it was a cup tie where we lost there four nil. Oh really? We I remember that. We had. A, I think Dawson got sent off. There were yeah. a couple of Danny Murphy penalties early on, and yeah. we were awful. Yeah, we were, I remember that. I remember that. Was, was that a five cup, years ago? Was that a cup game? It was a cup I game. I think it was. Some crackers down there. Um, uh, Kirikhez goal. You know that that Daisy cut we didn't see. Yeah. It just seemed the, to flow. Yeah. Hol- Holby. Yeah. yeah. When I game two one, I remember a few games where Robbie Keane scored a couple of volleys as well. That's oh, yeah. what, that was an FA Cup as did well. Did he do it back to back years, or he did two in one game? I think it was two in one game. But well, possibly. I think we had the brown kit. Is that right when we played them there? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown kit. Yeah, I told you about my. We beat them four 0 that that day. Yeah, we hammered them, but Keane Keane scored a couple of absolute screamers. We've, we've had a couple of good games when Bell got his was it his second goal or first goal for Spurs. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we we were three 0 up and we came back to and they came back to draw three 0 Yeah. Yeah, because his first goal wasn't that free kick against the Arsenal. Wasn't yeah. that his first goal? Yeah, and then he pulled it round the wall. Yeah. And oh, and his second must have been his was, second goal. Yeah, and he went in, slid into the corner. Yeah. Um, the brown kit. So I've got two of the brown kits, but one of them's fake, but I don't know which one. And the other one is, I, I went to get a name put on the back of it, because it's next XL, so I was going to give it to one of my fat friends. And um, the guy in the shop wouldn't do it, because he was like, I don't have a replacement in case I cock it up. So it's just. It's printing some numbers and letters on the back of a shirt. It was, it was a How'd you get it wrong? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, because you've come in halfway through, I imagine the listeners will want an update from you on your life. So I've been awake since half past twelve. I'm knackered. <laughs> how, much, how much coffee have you had? I don't drink coffee, so I've had two wheat bix and some special K and fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm. It, it's both. It's harder than I ever thought it would be, but it's also very good. So uh, it's great. So it work. So um, I had three weeks off. Uh, which is why the quality of the podcast has dipped slightly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were getting parcels through, lots of lovely parcels. And one of them came and it was a Spurs shirt, the little baby one. I tweeted about it with um, seven ZSD for Zoe, my, my daughter. And I was like, who sent this? And I thought it was someone playing a joke because obviously number seven for Spurs is son, 
which I thought that was a really funny joke, but it's not because she was £7.11 when she was born. So uh, A lot of thought into that. A lot of thought went into that. So she, I don't think she's seen Spurs lose. She hasn't seen Wales lose at the rugby. It's everything, everything's good. I think she's going to see Wales lose at the rugby this weekend. But and hopefully not Spurs. And hopefully not Spurs. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> not Spurs yeah. It's really hard. You don't get anything back. She just screams and cries and eats and you have to clean her. That, that's, that's my life at the moment. It's like doing podcasts no with Abbas, really, isn't it? He's like doing podcasts with Abbas. <laughs> Um, so this weekend we've got Liverpool, yes, um, which we just touched on. Massive game, massive. I mean, if we go up there Huge. and if we go up there and win, that puts their top four aspirations really, really. So it's so I reckon we're dead on for second. I reckon we're dead on for. I, I would I would bet money with you right now. I think this weekend, it's not a decider, but I think if we if we win this weekend, I'm with you. I think we'll get runners up. But I don't, it's a I, tough I mean, game. But the, the reason I say that is. We've played all the big boys away. They've all got yep. to come to the lane, and we've got the best home record in the league. Obviously, it was our last season at the lane as well, so we want to. I mean, imagine going the whole season unbeaten. That'd be brilliant. Um, so I actually think that we're in a really good position. However, if Liverpool beat us this weekend, it just—I'm a bit—I'm a bit nervous going into the game. To be honest, I've been really confident the last five, six fixtures. Even the City away one, I thought, yeah, I, I fancy that. But with the injuries we've got and the way Liverpool seem to play. It's almost like our style suits Liverpool because yep. we like to zip it around at the back and like entice teams on. They want that. They struggle they, and, when teams hit the ball they've, long. They've got the press as well. So they, they like to press in. Um, what my concern is, is obviously we've lost to Chelsea and United. We've lost against top six slash top four. We've beaten opposition. Chelsea as well. Yeah, uh, but away from home. Yeah. We've had a big away win. We've not had a big away win. And with the current injuries that we have and our form at Anfield where I think the only time we won was in the last like, 15 years was that Van der Vaart 2-0 yeah um, on the last year's season um, yeah man I'm, I'm worried I am mm. actually worried um, and it's not and it's just because it's Liverpool if it was an away game against I don't know Everton I'd, I wouldn't be worried but because it is Liverpool I'm not going to watch the game but then I would say to you, it's now not the best time to play Liverpool. They've won one game this year, and that was against Plymouth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. So it's now no. not the best time to but play Liverpool? It would have been if it was in the middle of the run. but <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, It might be. Yeah, true. But I just feel like the pressure's now growing. They've got Mane back. They've got Coutinho back. They're, they're all fully fit. Um, obviously, Coutinho wasn't available for about nine of those games. Mane was out, African Cup of Nations. They're all back. They're all training again with each other I are we expected to win no why should we be expected to win no game Second we don't expect league? to win any game I think so I, I'm going to disagree I think we are expected to win and I think like Liverpool are going to have to change their game to to try because if if what they're doing is is X they're going to have to go X plus 20% in order to try and beat us and that's not their normal game so they're going to have to be different in order to beat us and we just have to be the same and I think they lost to Holland Swansea. Like that, that team is still going to play. Mane's back, but with a back five, it's, it is a shame Rose isn't playing. I think that was mm. that's the Chelsea point. That, that's where I really agree with you because like when we really lost it down that that left hand side again, or Chelsea's right hand side, and that's where Mane will play and Ted Ben Davis apart. But if he just stays back, and I I think we win. I'd rather be Poch than Klopp right now. Um, I think Klopp's been found out. I think Liverpool again, they're just. 
they just they just talk a good game. Like they they just people are intimidated, and then they realise actually. Well, and in, so I was just going to say an interesting one on Liverpool is that Jurgen Klopp has got exactly the same record as Brendan Rodgers in the first. What is it? Which exactly what I was going to say. Fifty-four fi- games. Yeah, fifty odd games, what which is, is it, um, mad. Well, the thing is, has Mourinho got the same record as Louis Van Gaal as well? It's, mm. it's, it's all and Poch has got the best, is it, of 100. He's yeah. top now, isn't he? He's a win ratio. And every year he's increasing his points per game. He's the best manager in the league. Um, tell you what, I, I'd forgotten though, because Mourinho, we hate Mourinho, and like he's had three phases, isn't he? When he came in, he was cool and suave, and all the girls fancied him. Then he was just like a, a moaning little prick, wasn't he? Like last time, when he got fired. And then this time, he's just... When I said when, when he took over Man United the pro- I didn't think Man United were going to take him because Man United don't want managers that are bigger than the club mm-hmm. but he just he isn't in the news at all like he's just quietly he's it down doing a his lot. job yeah. but I th- someone definitely got in his ear and I think that when he got sacked from Chelsea that was a bit of a shock to the system like he probably he would probably when he lost that game to Leicester and they were about what 12th in the league he would have still been thinking I'm untouchable yeah, nothing's yeah. going to happen and then I yeah. reckon when he got sacked he was like yeah. wow like I'm a normal manager Due to that sacking, he's never finished further down than third in the league, which is in the Premier it's League. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, it's ridiculous, right? So, Poch is the best manager, but don't forget Mourinho has, has ability, you know? Yeah. Um, predictions for Liverpool? Um, personally, I'd take a point and run one all. One all. It's going to be difficult for me to. I'm not going to watch the game at home because my brother in law's a Liverpool fan. Um, so, we'll just argue. So I'm, I, yeah. I'm leaving. Hey Steve, what do you think? Two ones, Spurs. You know, I, I fancy us. Um, I think the way they they defend Liverpool. If we're just a bit smarter with our plan, we we don't do this. Keep, knock it about on the edge of our own box. I Which think we, we got, are. Firmino we got is not a good. They don't have a striker. Coutinho's is coming back from injury. Just play the ball direct. You get the, the ball, ball up to Kane. He's got the beating of the centre backs. I mean, Lucas has been playing centre half. Do you know what I mean? Like you if get you, the ball up there, it shouldn't be an issue. If you look at the goal we scored up there last season, which was a brilliant goal it was a great goal absolutely brilliant but it was literally in in effect it was two passes yeah it was one from midfield straight up to Ericsson who did very well to keep it in I don't know how he got that much power on it to actually direct it into Kane who turned and shot that was a brilliant goal it was a great goal and we were disappointed not to have won that game like we came off after that game saying that was a missed opportunity that was two points dropped yeah. Because we were we were a lot better than them. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um I'd just like to talk for a couple of minutes just about Spurs ladies. Um so anybody that's not heard the interview which went out that last me, week. That with me then. Um huh? That with me. Have you not listened to it yet? No, not yet. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Sorry. That is unbelievable. But if you like Abbas and you haven't tuned into it. No um, one likes Abbas. <laughs> 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 it's good to be back he's good to be back if you haven't listened to it so I went down and spoke to Josie Green who's a midfielder for Spurs ladies after the 3-1 away win at West Ham uh, in the cup last week that was a semi-final as well so we're through to the final of that which is great um, but do check it out it's on the SoundCloud page um, and it's really really good insight to not only Spurs ladies but uh, women's football in the modern day which was which was brilliant um, also want to say on them they had a FA Cup tie against Blackburn away yeah. uh, at the weekend uh, and won 2-1 in the last minute uh, the goal is on their Twitter great page goal. It's a absolutely great goal. great goal absolute screamer um, cut inside and top bins do <laughs> 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 you remind me of do you remember Adwayor's goal against Chelsea for the 2-2 where he just sort of yeah. floated it over yeah. check yeah. which totally unexpected from yeah. him 
just unexpected because it's Adebayor or it just looked yeah. like there was no power in, yeah, yeah. in both the goals it's just like the ball was just hanging in the air and it just dropped in the top corner Adebayor do you think if he wasn't ex-Arsenal we, he'd be held in better respect for Tottenham yeah definitely there was something there for the him same, wasn't the there same as Gallas yeah. He was brilliant for us, Gallas. I had some he filthy. Was absolutely brilliant for us, but he got slaughtered purely because. Yeah. Um, he would be the, in my slowest. We were talking about slowest 11 the, the other day, weren't we? He'd be up there. Mm. Spurs ladies, sorry. Yeah, Spurs ladies, sorry. Just going back to that. Um, so they're back um, in action this weekend in the league, uh, plant home down at Chesnut FC. So um, I'm probably going to go down and watch that. Nice. Um, so I'll do a little report most weeks on how the Spurs yeah. ladies are getting on. Um, but yeah, do go back and listen to that interview, which was really good. And hopefully there'll be a few more. Um, hopefully we'll get to, to speak to a few more of the players, maybe the manager, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, the ne- in the next month or so. The picture of you with Josie was amazing. Because either you're like incredibly close to the camera or you're two foot taller than her. Uh, both, actually. <laughs> both, both. But I'm bigger than most people. Yeah, well, yeah. Isn't it, Abby? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I've got a player feature. Oh, yeah. You're going to like this one. Abbas. Is it Timothy Atuba? It's not Timothy Atuba. No. <laughs> that, that has to be a lot to talk about. And apart from his screamer at Newcastle, is Great there goal. much else? Great goal. much else to say about Timothy Atuba? Um, no, this week we're talking about Rafa van der Vaart. Oh, I love him. What a man. Best. What a man. One of my favourite songs. What a well, man. I'm going I'm to not talk because, uh, yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he was born February 11th, 1983. Wait, uh, so is his birthday tomorrow? Tomorrow. Thanks for not talking though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something I didn't know about Rafa though. It's his birthday um, tomorrow. It's his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Born to a Dutch father and a Spanish mother. Never oh. knew that. Never knew that. But um, why would you? I feel like that'd be something I'd know. What's that like tapas with Edam cheese? Is that what? Is that for <laughs> breakfast? I don't know. What's, what cuisine well, is he you having? You wouldn't have that for breakfast, would you? Yeah. Spaniards. Would you have tapas for breakfast? Probably not. What no. else they? Cocoa pops. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> um, here's another good thing about Rafa. Uh, he grew up living a gypsy life, which I, I had absolutely no idea about. Um, joined Ajax age 10 and came through the ranks with Wesley Schneider and Johnny Heitinger. Oh, Johnny Heitinger. Yeah. Johnny Heitinger, famous Johnny Heitinger. Um, his debut was as a 17-year-old in a 1-1 draw. That was on the 19th of April 2000. Uh, and in the 2000-2001 season, he was voted as European Talent of the Year um, by an Italian football website. Um, however, he suffered injuries to his knee in the following season and was out for several months. He had injury problems for most of his career, didn't he, really? Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. Um, Which is probably why he didn't get it. Probably why Madrid sold him. We'll come on to Madrid in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> um, but in total, he scored uh, 52 goals in 117 games for Ajax. For an attacking midfielder, that's nearly a goal every other game, nearly, which is pretty deadly. Um, but he left in 2005. He moved to Hamburg for uh, 5.5 million euros uh, and was named the captain there in the 2006-2007 season, um, forming at a really high level, and that attracted interest from Real Madrid. Um, which is where he moved afterwards but for Hamburg again he was deadly 30 goals in 74 games so again really really consistent scoring uh, and he signed for Real Madrid for 13 million euros in August 2008 and he was Real Madrid's only summer signing in that window they, that's when they went through a phase of signing just pure Dutch players yeah. so yeah. they had, they had yeah. Drenthe Schneider Robben Royston Drenthe do you remember him? Yeah. awful um, <laughs> he scored on his league debut against Numancia in a 4-3 victory Good um, game, good game. <laughs> remember that. You will also then remember his first career hat trick, which came in a 7 1 fashion of Sporting Gijon. 
Yeah, solid. That? Another, yeah, another great goals, goals, great goals. Um, however, in his second season, struggled to cement a first-team spot and was used mainly as an impact sub by coach Juan de Ramos. Uh, and it was what does he know? During, exactly. <laughs> and it was during the summer of 2009 that he was told by Manuel Pellegrini that he wasn't part of his plans. However, he remained at Real Madrid for another year. Wasted. Wasted um, talent there. Didn't make many appearances under Pellegrini. Um, but remained there for another year and before his move to Spurs, so he moved to a big club uh, in 2010 for £8 million. Pounds. What was his... What, what was £8 million pounds for Rafa Van der Vaart. So if you see, there's an hour-long... It's like a Harry documentary, which is like an hour-long fans documentary on Brilliant, YouTube. It's yeah. really good. Um, and he talk, Harry talks about the time where Levy phoned him up. He's... Um, He's he going. I don't. I didn't want to do any deals. That Daniel phoned me up and said, uh, "I've got Van der Vaart on loan. Do you want him?" And Harry goes, "Yeah, I want him." And Le- and then Levy phones him back and says, "Actually, we either have to buy him or not have him." And, Le- and Harry was like, "Obviously, I'll have him." Yeah. But he was going to when we'd signed him for eight mil a week before he was going to move to Bayern Munich for eighteen million, and it fell through. It was and mad, wasn't coming it? Coming on deadline day, it happened eight. like that, yeah. didn't it? Normally, there's a bit of build up to. Spurs are interesting, yep. but it was literally like Spurs have signed him. But it, it was based on the young boys' result, wasn't it? It happened after the young boys, and, and then it then it happened. It was, it was no, there was nothing yeah. before it, literally nothing, and then suddenly that young boys' game was great as well. And then he saw he knew. Yeah. Um, so he made his debut in a one-one draw against West Brom, um, and there were early glimpses in that game of the quality that he was going to bring. Um, but he scored his first goal for Spurs in a three-one win against Wolves. Uh, and started his Spurs career by scoring three goals in his first four Premier League games and getting one goal and two assists in the Champions League. So he's really started as he meant to go on um, and ended up being a big game player for us. So Huge game player. He loved to go against Arsenal. Scoring goals home and away against Arsenal. So he got a brace and a 3-3 draw at home. Got the equaliser in the 3-2 win at the Emirates when we came back. Um, and you could tell he just he loved to score in the big games. Like that was He really thrived on their matches. And he hated Arsenal. That is still my favourite celebration where he picks up the ball and gives the uh, shh. To is that him. at the Emirates? That was no, that was at White Hart Lane. That, he, did that, it, he did it twice. Oh, did he? The one I'm thinking of because I was I was there and I remember seeing it and going mental for it. Um, that was to make it one-one in the three-three because they just Walcott scored after about two minutes. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. And that's was that the go at the near post when he was south, outside the south, area? South stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we've glossed over like what was an amazing Champions League. Like experience with Rafa, like he was properly yeah. Champions League class. He was a luxury player. He's a, he's a bit of an Urzil in that respect, where he doesn't do everything, but unbelievable. Doesn't have a right foot. Does not have he a right scored foot. Scored a few nice goals with his right foot though, uh, by accident. There was one. I remember him putting Richard down on the floor uh, against Villa because he yeah. terrorised Aston Villa, and there was one where he just he didn't even dummy it; he just let the ball roll across him, and Richard Dunn just fell over. He, there's a brilliant video of him not making Jack Wilshire as well, and just and pushing him. Um, there's a brilliant. He, he loves scoring against Villa. He scored some amazing goals against Villa. I was at uh, the away game against Villa. I think it was a Boxing Day. Mm. Um, we beat them two one. He scored after ten minutes. Defoe got sent off, and then we were just defending for an yeah. hour, and we scored a breakaway goal with ten minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. He tucked it in. One of my favourite players, Van der Vaart. Absolutely. <coughs> and I think, like, a Tottenham player. Yeah, like, proper he Tottenham player. sums up what Spurs is all about. Um, I'd put him up there. So we, we've had, like, great signings over the past. But I'd put him up there with, like, your David Ginellers, your Jurgen Klinsmanns. Like, there's only a few in my era where... Four geniuses, to- proper Tottenham players. Yeah, so... Yeah, so up there with those guys. Yeah. There's a brilliant bit of... 
promotional material because I've still got a few of the magazines that Spurs sent to me and it is like it's, it's for the three kits that year you know Home Away and the third kit and it's Bale, Van der Vaart and Modric oh. I, I think it's all three well all three at their at their best will walk into any team in the Premier League yeah I love that at that time like our, f- our Tottenham five-a-side team would have been those three Ledley, Ledley. King and Brad Friedel <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love well, Ledley shot from outside the box didn't he once and then Rafa just he looked offside and just diverted just, it the yeah, other way yeah. Just, he, um, yeah yeah what what a man 24 goals and six free appearances there is, there is a dark side to him, isn't there? I mean, well, yeah, there's yeah, stuff in the media, isn't there, about what's gone on in his personal life? Yeah. So his wife, his wife is a fa- fan favourite, Sylvie, if, um, who unfortunately still got the calendars at home. <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> she's not. She's a proper like, bimbo. That's not my type. Um, and I've got a daughter now. I can't think about these things. Um, <laughs> but she, yeah, she had a mastectomy or a double mastectomy, and then he. There was rumours that they did. He not. Yeah. They, go they, on. They, they're divorced now because he. Apparently hit her, mm. and he also had an affair with Khalid Bulleruz's wife. Yeah, so he's a he's a bit of a player. Twenty four goals and solid three appearances well. aren't bad, yeah, yeah, though, well, is it? You know, um, and I didn't know as well. He was top scoring in the Premier League season for us as well with thirteen goals. Oh, I didn't know that. Thirteen either. goals and nine assists. So brilliant, deadly. Um, returned to ha- Hamburg in August twenty twelve. Had spells you, at Real Betis. So just a question on that: Do you think we signed him prematurely? Nope. Do you think he had another season in him? Um, I was gutted when he left because he was so good but I understand why we sold because we made money on him he was 30 our style of football was changing with AVB wasn't it he liked that you had, you had basically had to be mobile otherwise you weren't you weren't an AVB player which Rafa wasn't was he you'd get 70 minutes out of him maximum and yeah, he, do you know what I mean? He was he was a luxury player, but he was a brilliant player, one of my favourites. Have you have you ever listened to the uh, Magic Sponge? But we talked about it before. Yeah. And there's, a, there's one with Joe Jordan, which is the least funny of them all, but actually it's the most insightful one. And Joe Jordan talks about the time where Rafa came in, and um, he immediately, like they said, as, as soon as he went into training, you could see he was at next class, uh, another level, and he said. He saw Crouch and realised he could get goals from him. Like it, that's why that, that partnership was made. We need because it, it, it was properly Huddleston or Dawson long balls Crouch. Crouch would knock it down and Van der Vaart would smash it. In. That what that was that year. It was a brilliant story as well about Rafa that when Harry would do his team talks before the game, Rafa would always kick off and be like, "There's no point in tactics. All of this is like, let's just go out and play." Like which yeah. is that's just the Dutch philosophy, isn't it? Just yeah, get out there, get the ball, and just make things happen. Um, brilliant player. Great player. One of my favourites. What's your favourite memory of Rafa? Uh, probably um, when we beat Arsenal 2-1 at home and he got the first. What was that? Oh, was that the chested it down and half volleyed it across goal? Yes. Is that the one? Was that the I right think one? so. Was it the one? It's the, one where, it's the one where he went across and... Just... He... My favourite is he properly energetically shushed the yeah. Arsenal fans with the ball in his hands. Yeah. It was the penalty because we were coming back from a goal down. No, it wasn't that. I think I know the one you're talking about, and we beat. We were we two nil up. Mertesacker scored for two yep. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he scored early I on think, in peace. Yeah. Well, that Mertesacker was that not? I'm not. I thought that. I was think the I know the Bale goal. And I think game. I know the goal Abbas is on about. I don't remember that game against the goal against the Arsenal. He he loved the goal. I think that um, the pass for Bale in the three two. You know, was that that was great? So I chest it really gently, like after a brilliant flick on from Jermaine Defoe. Oh yeah, weirdly he he assisted. Yeah, also Sebastian Scolacci. Anybody seen the last few games? Ericsson winning a few headers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last few games. It's it's almost something's been said. It's like he he actually like 
jumped and headed a few against Middlesbrough his and the crowd were like... Well, his hair's longer and it's up more, so I think he's got more of a cushion, you know? I think, I think that's the only answer. Unbelievable. He's, yeah. he's my favourite player at the moment, Ericsson. Ericsson. Oh, he's, he is so good. He's influencing everything. Oh, I mean, we talk about Ericsson all the time and there was a lot of negativity around him. Like, Abbas, around Sigurdsson. The, the contract and Whoa. all of that. But it's, for me, it's not, it's not a coincidence that we have really started playing really well as a team yep. when Ericsson started playing Look, really well and we struggled when he struggled I think that says it all about the man my what I'm just saying <laughs> is he's not as good as Sigurdsson no no that's not, that's not what I'm saying at all it's what I'm saying is bring back Raziak great had one chance hit the bar against Liverpool no no um, <laughs> what what I'm saying about Siggy is you need someone who's a like for like competition Siggy is that player I'm not saying Sigurdsson's better at I'm all. I'm going to find No, I said, I said, is Ericsson... It was a question. It was a question. Is Ericsson much of an upgrade on Sigurdsson? It's the only time I've ever yes. told anyone to F off in the uh, WhatsApp it's group. He's a Pope Catholic. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I'm just... I is don't know. Best, I mean, is he the best number 23 we've had? Here we go. Who thinks Ericsson is an upgrade on Siggy? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> 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 I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> um, amazing, amazing. Um, any more? Well, I was uh, walking. <laughs> I was walking past. I've got a watch box. Oh, you t- had a message as well from um, was it Junior? Junior Salanga. It's just, it's just come through it's now. Just what, what does it say? Beep 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 <laughs> beep beep beep. He says, uh, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I don't know why he's not texting me directly. No, it's, it's, it's weird. weird. Isn't it? Uh, it must be some sort of proxy setup. Um, it says, we, "No one has ever seen Sarah. Does she exist? <laughs> or is this a sixth sense kind of?" Um, it's nice to know that sixth sense has made it to Africa for a start. <laughs> I thought he was the. Um, I thought he was in the United Arab Emirates. No, that was um, Sandy Derrick. <laughs> What's Sandy Derrick doing that day? What's Sandy Derrick doing? He's on holiday in Iceland oh, for a bit of context. Fair enough. The, uh, yeah, so I've got a watch box. Not, not like it's not full of Rolexes. It's, 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 it, I'm, I, I'm not made of money, but I like a few watches, and I've, I've had a few. You got four on now. It's a bit weird. <laughs> I, had, I need all time zones, you know. Um, and I, I looked at him the other day because I've got a lot of time at the moment because I'm up all the time. Like I don't sleep anymore. I'm like a nurse, and. Um, I thought I'd put them together to make a belt. All my watches together to make, to make a belt. And I made a belt, um, and I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's one of the worst things I've done. That's a complete waste of time. Brilliant. Waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> the I fact d- is that that is a like, really well thought out pre-rehearsed <laughs> joke. It makes it even worse. I've had it for like three weeks. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> We can't end it on that, Abbas. You've got to end it. I'm not, I've got nothing to say. I'm done. Brilliant. Wait, top four. Who do you think the top four is going to be? Because I think it's going to be Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man City. Arsenal. J- Jesus, Jesus, Gabriel. He he looks like a player, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks. <laughs> yeah. You don't like him. I, is he an upgrade on? Is he an upgrade on Sigurdsson? I'm not sure. Costs the same as Lamella. And Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing to say about him. He, he's 19. He's had two good games. Move on. Oh, surprisingly okay. level-headed. Okay. Like, That's not right, you. Yeah, he's had two. Good, let's see where he is in six months. 
Remember, probably at Man City. Remember, Joe started exactly the same way. He's got inf- the eyebrows. Point, he's got eyebrows that make it look like he's, he wants to cry all the time. You know, Oscar had that thing where he just looks like he wants to cry all the time. <laughs> he scored a screamer, Oscar, actually, didn't he? In China, but I scored a screamer in China, and I'm done. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, fingers crossed for Liverpool game then. Yeah. Um, remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Aussie's knees have gone all trembly And a Tim requires assembly Danny Montlower Local boy Ledley King Greaves he's scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Kudachini Freddie Canute Gary Mavitt in Chilin Sergi Rembrandt for the win Run for me, Nick on me For three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here there everywhere Pat Jennings luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number 9 Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels Legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatti I'm playing out White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's lime green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said to Spain Berbatov, turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley We lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's got me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway Carol fumbling the same Clattenburg Waterberg Doesn't give the goal Mabizela's work of art Tricky Rafa van der Vaart He's got no head but we don't care Martin Martin Young Lily White's from White Hart Lane Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziga Getting to the grounds of pain Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy into equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel acts Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovic Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Sakura and we dropped Samora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagall was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar David, Dreadlocks, Palacios, Stripey Socks, Everson, Hattrick, 
Dave Mackay picking fights European glory nights Terry Dyson go on my side Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White How dare a S for kick Two dare is to do Clive Allen Paul Allen Joe Allen Les Allen Rory Allen Russell Allen Allen Gilsey Lily White from White on Lane Kazuyuki Soda Bet this free kick over We treat Judas with disdain His transfer was a farce So shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page to go That's Gomez made super saves, he can shake my wife Edrington loved the bookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed in Coccinola undressed Point won't give up the fight Bullfox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep spot David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call, Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, eight foot tall, Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision, Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega, Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell, Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shivers bound to score, give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue we love to win style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are main If the budget allows, the anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson, 44 If he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue this one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hot Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style, we've done it for a while